Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Romano's Hell. This is Sunday, July the 17th, the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Cole Niedert. This broadcast is given by the Lloyd family in honor of Fair Week and the hardworking 4-H and FFA members preparing for the Great Jones County Fair. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, I have days when I lose the fight, try my best but just don't get it right. talk a talk that I don't walk and miss the moments right before my eyes somebody with a hurt that I could have helped somebody with a hand that I could have held when I just can't see past myself Lord help me be a little more like mercy a little more like grace a little more like kindness goodness love and faith a little more like patience a little more like peace a little more like jesus a little less like me Yeah, there's no denying I have changed Cause I've been saved from who I used to be But even at my best, I must confess I still need help to see the way you see Somebody with a hurt that I could have helped Somebody with a hand that I could have held When I just can't see past myself Lord, help me be A little more like mercy A little more like grace A little more like kindness Goodness, love and faith A little more like patience A little more like peace A little more like Jesus a little less like me oh, I want to feed the beggar on the street Love to be your hands and feet Freely give what I receive Lord, help me be I want to put you first above all else Love my neighbor as myself In the moments no one sees Lord, help me be Like mercy, a little more like grace, a little more like kindness, goodness, love, and faith, a little more like patience, a little more like peace, a little more like Jesus, a little less like me, a little more like living everything I preach, a little more like Jesus. like me
Good morning on this sixth Sunday after Pentecost. Say before we begin with confession and forgiveness and Aubrey is lighting our candles for the service. There are clipboards in the back and we're inviting you as we pass those along. We need people who are willing to read God's scripture, to be lectors uh, for the remainder of this summer and into the fall. And also for those bakers who are willing to bring treats in for uh, Sunday after worship. Uh, we need those, and when you uh, bake something and bring it in to share, you get to designate where the free offering goes. And so thank you in advance for signing up for those things. Uh, today, just to let you know that following the service, we'll have the semi-annual meeting, and we don't have anyone signed up for treats today. We're hoping for not a mass exodus to uh, your favorite eating establishment, but if you could just stay for a little bit after the semi-annual meeting. Now, confession and forgiveness. We start on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song, Dearest Jesus, at your word, hymn 520.
service continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue with the Kyrie. We continue with the prayer of the days as printed in your bulletin insert for this sixth Sunday after Pentecost. I invite you to join with me. Eternal God, you draw near to us in Christ. You make yourself our guest amid the cares of our lives. Make us tentative to your presence that we may treasure your word above all else. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 10a. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day, 
He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they say, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour. Knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. Word of God, word of life. Please read the psalm responsibly. Lord, who may dwell in your tabernacle, who may abide upon your holy hill? They do not slander with the tongue. They do no evil to their friends. They do not cast discredit upon a neighbor. They do not give, give their money in hope again, nor do they take bribes against the innocent. Those who do the, these things shall never be overthrown. The second reading is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 28. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him, in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once in strange and hostile mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his fleshly body through death. So as a present to you holy and blameless and irreproachable for him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith, without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. I am now rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I am completely what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became his servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of the mystery, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory, it is he whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Word of God, word of life. Our service continues on page 188 with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to
Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of today's Gospel. Now Jesus, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, they entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need for only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So on Monday, January 24th of this year, a very ordinary day, something unique happened in the world. It was the efforts of the United States, mostly through NASA, and it was also the work of Canada and other scientists around the world in which there was a launching of the James Webb Space Telescope. The construction of this seven-ton, eight giant reflective mirrors coated with gold commenced in the year 2003, the same year that I began my seminary studies at Luther Seminary. And four years after the construction of this, iPhones and Android phones were introduced. And during its 19 years of construction, testing, and finally launching, brought a price tag of $9.7 billion. And over the course of the next five years, it will cost NASA another $900 million to track and to operate and receive images from deep in the spans of cosmos. So, six months later, and, we, and Cole has been kind of going through all these slides, six months later, on July 11th, that was last Monday, we began to receive these very first images from the Webb James Space Telescope. It's amazing. And so, I thought I would share these. This was not taken by the Webb James, but a picture of Earth, obviously, with its atmosphere, its beauty within the expanse of cosmos. Humanity has always been interested in knowing the vastness of the cosmos, the creation of heaven and earth, and understanding what lies beyond what we can see and what we can imagine. God, creator, and in many ways, we want to know God even closer. Cole, I'll have you go to the next slide. As we look at this world in which we live in, this shot was taken at night, and you can see lights lit up, people sleeping, cloud cover over this beautiful place that we call Earth. Well, Paul's letter to the Church of Colossae that Cole read to us this morning addresses those human questions about the cosmos and who is God from the perspective of our humanity? 
Many times we have the impression that when we take a look at the vastness of God's wonderful and beautiful creation, who are we? Our psalmist wrote Psalm 8, not in today's scripture, but wrote this about our presence within the cosmos, within the heavens and the earth. The psalmist writes, When I consider your heavens the work of your fingers, the moons and the stars which you have set in place, what is humankind that you're mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower in angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and animals of wild and birds of the sky and fish of the sea, that all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever, world without end. Amen. So Cole, I'll have you go ahead and close up the slides and you can take the screen up. I wanted you to see the image from James, or from James Webb Space Telescope. Out of curiosity, had anyone even noticed that that was happening this week? Some of us did. I did not. It wasn't until Liz was turning on the TV and we, wondered, we watched this wonderful program and I thought, wow, how amazing. Well, even though we see ourselves as insignificant, we see the psalmist write, no, God has had us in mind from the very beginning. Insignificant we may be and terrified by the vast reaches of outer space, yet our life has great and significant meaning to our God creator and God our savior. Paul uses these titles in the same paragraph in today's reading. Not only this, but identifies who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ. He. He is the image of the invisible God. Paul menses no words here. The church of Colossae had adopted false teachings. And it was for this reason that Paul, in writing this letter from prison and sending it to the leaders of this church, wanted to identify for them exactly who Jesus is. That he is God, invisible, made visible in flesh. You see, people didn't believe that God would want to come into a world where there is evilness. They felt that all matter in the physical world that we understand it is evil, so they said God would not have come to earth as true human being in bodily form. And Paul states the opposite. Christ is the exact likeness of God, is he himself God, and yet died on the cross as a human being for us. Paul is clear. For in him all things in heaven and earth were created, things visible and invisible to our human eye. Things that we take a microscope or we take a huge space telescope to look into the, 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 the smallest images that we cannot see with the negative eye. And in the spanseness of creation, Paul is clear, for in him all things in heaven and earth were created, things visible and invisible to the human eye. Not only this, but all things in heaven and earth have been created through Christ and for him. You know, it's much like the Athanasius Creed. Uh, it was 
you know, I had people share with me, Pastor, we never heard that creed before. You remember the, the creed that challenged us to understand who God is, creator, savior, and Holy Spirit, right? That God is, it challenges us to understand that God is one in three, yet separate in one, the triune God. In confirmation, we teach Jesus Christ is fully divine and fully human. I look at some of my, my confirmants who have gone through the program. Remember when we had the class and we talked about Jesus is 100% divine. What does that mean? 100% God. And also 100% human who experiences the things that we experience in our lives and understands pain and anguish. And understands the death that we will die. This is our God who took on flesh. Who loves us and calls us by name. You know I, I say 100% divine, 100% human. That's 100% Jesus. They go that doesn't work pastor. It has to be 50% divine, 50% human, 100% Jesus. Uh-uh. So math teachers and I don't always agree. But we need one another. And Christ is before all things, and in him all things came together as creator. In the Genesis narrative, remember after Adam and Eve had sinned, the Lord said, See, the man has become like one of us. Plural. Who is God speaking to? Now I realize these are stories that have been handed down. This is the very beginning in the understanding who God is. And we understand... That even in the story about Moses, we have the burning bush that was consumed by fire. But it was not consumed by fire. It was burning. It was glowing. Bingo. Holy Spirit present. And here we have Jesus and God having this conversation. For we have a triune God. They become like one of us. They now know good from evil. And John's gospel opens up with these words. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. John shows that Jesus is fully human and fully God in the opening analog of his gospel. Although Jesus took on upon himself full humanity and lived as a man, he never ceased, never once, he never ceased being the eternal God. And he has always existed. Another confirmation uh, theme that we talked about who created God? If God created everything else, who created God? God was not created. God exists and has always existed. Turning back to Paul's letter, Jesus is the head of the body, the church. Jesus is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Whoa. So that through this humble service, God taking on flesh, God and Christ reconciled himself all things on earth and in heaven by making peace through the blood of his cross. Christ's death provided the way, the way, the truth, the life for all the people to come to God. And here's the important message for us from the one who created the cosmos according to Paul. Christ's death removes sin that keeps us from having a right relationship with our creator. This does not mean that everyone is saved from the wages of sin. 
there will come judgment. But rather the way has been cleared for anyone who will trust Christ to save them. That is, to receive God's grace of eternal life, for it is a gift received through faith. And then the next point I want to make, and I can't believe this is happening. This is where God is at work and Holy Spirit. Because the next thing I wanted to share, the very person who is in the room with my father, my mother, and myself was Pastor Louis Lyon, who is here today. Looking at my father, after having some time of conversation, Floyd, do you believe in the gift of eternal life? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins so that you are forgiven and that you have this gift of eternal life? And my dad looked at the floor. I remember Pastor Louis saying, look in my eyes. My dad looked at the floor and he gave such an honest answer. I'll never forget it. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that we have a God who loves us that much, who is willing to die for us, and to prepare the way for us, the way, the truth, and the life, so that when we die to this life, we rise to a new life in the glorious presence of all the saints with God, Christ, and Holy Spirit sharing in the banquet that we're going to share together. It is hard to believe. Luther put it this way. In the third article of the small catechism, Luther writes, I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, has enlightened me with his gifts and made me holy and kept me in true faith, just as he calls and gathers and enlightens and makes the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it in Christ Jesus in one common and true faith. It is the gift of faith. Faith in believing Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, died in our place for the penalty of sin. So as to present us holy. You know, Luther said that we are both saint, right? And sinner, simultaneously. But through the blood of the Lamb, we are presented holy, blameless, and irreproachable before God our judge. For he took on the judgment. We are to dine with Christ today to hear God's words of forgiveness. Just like in our gospel, God, creator and savior, who is present with them at their table, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. On that particular day, Jesus and his disciples came to the village where Martha lived and were invited in. And Martha was focused on the meal, while Mary was focused on what God had to say. Sometimes we need to be those great and wonderful hosts that Abraham was, when God came into his presence and there are times when we need to listen and I think this morning is a time to listen to know that you have a God who loves you beyond all measure 
who in creating this wonderful world that we live in, the cosmos, the heavens and the universe, that God had you in mind. And he will see you through. And he will celebrate with you. God, our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus' words, God's love spoken through Christ. Receive these words, daughters and sons of new birth, cleansed from sin and raised to eternal life is our gift. Through the baptism, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord, creator and savior, given for you for the forgiveness of sins, the gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day. Wear a cross in the crowded ways of life. 719. service continues with the affirmation of our faith. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal, the back inside cover. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. United with Christ and guided by the Spirit, we pray for the church, creation, and all in you. Ever-present God in Christ, you fill all things. As your church gathers to hear your word, share your meal, and receive your blessing, teach us to welcome strangers as we have been welcomed by you. God of grace, hear our prayer. Through Christ, you created all things, visible and invisible. Teach humankind to honor and protect all of creation, including living things that remain hidden from our eyes, such as air, atmosphere, molecules, and microscopic creatures. God of grace, through Christ you reconcile all things. Motivate those in power to end enslavement, dehumanization, or brutality of any kind, and to protect and prove the lives of indigenous peoples. For those protecting others in the military, we specially name before you the sons of this congregation, Ben, David, Trevor, Dustin. 
God of grace, through Christ you bring peace. Assure all who are worried and distracted by many things of your constant presence. Soothe those suffering in mind, body, and spirit. Sustain all who are afflicted and those who serve as caregivers. We specially name before you this morning Bill, Teresa, Niall, Lois, Pauline Antones, Kalinda, Chase Sternhagen, Gwen, Sandy, and others who suffer silently known to you and their family. God of grace, in Christ you make your word fully known. Inspire this worship community to abide fully in your word as we sit at the feet of Jesus. Bless the ministry of teachers and Bible study leaders. God of grace, in Christ you brought forth the firstborn from the dead. We give you thanks for the saints who have gathered at your table. Gather us with them in your eternal glory. God of grace. God of every time and place, in Jesus' name, filled with your Holy Spirit, we entrust these spoken prayers and unspoken, those in our hearts, into your holy keeping. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, and I invite the little ones to come forward. The noisy coin offering is going to LSI. These are children who are living in the Waverly home uh, who are, either don't have a home or are dealing with mental health issues. They asked for us to, to give a gift called Christmas in July.
of your hymnal. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care. Prepare us now for the feast of bread of life. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Prayed, our Lord took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power. to the banquet for all is ready now. I invite you to be seated. And uh, how are we going to do this? Are you going to dismiss people, Byron? Or No, my community assistants are coming forward. <laughs> all right. So what we'll do is we'll come to the center aisle and come forward, receive the bread, and receive the wine. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through the gift and faith toward you and a fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And then I invite those who will be going out into the community, bringing communion to those who are unable to join us in their home. If you'll come forward at this time, and as they're doing that, let us pray this prayer. Gracious God, loving all your family with a mother's tender care as you sent the angel to feed Elijah with heavenly food, Assist those who go forth now to share your word and sacrament with those who are sick, homebound, or in prison. And in your love and care, nourish and strengthen those who will receive this sacrament and give us all comfort in your abiding presence through the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so I want to thank you on behalf of the congregation to bring communion to those unable to join us this day. And I just give thanks for each of you and the ministry that you share with Wayne Zion. Thank you. With that, let me offer a few announcements, if I could. Well, first of all, uh, we have guests with us today, and so let's uh, recognize those people who are here. That includes you, Lynn and, and, and Roland, and uh, also Louie and Joyce. And do we have anyone else who is joining us today? I'm going to have you stand for a moment so we can recognize you. Thank you for being with us today. 
We are, we are blessed with two pastors and their families with us, Lynn and her husband, um, uh, Rod, Ron, Roland. Roland. I said it right when I gave you communion, but I didn't get it right now. Isn't that something? Roland. Uh, Lynn uh, was a pastor. We, we actually got acquainted um, when you were doing internship, I believe. And uh, you were a, a pastor for Ryan and also Dundee. And then lately, um, Lynn is also a doctor of chiropractic care in the Marion area. And uh, she is going, she let me know that if I uh, am away, that she would be willing to come and preside. And so, Lynn, thank you for that. And thank you for joining us. And hope that you do so that we can get to know you. I just have to speak about uh, Pastor Louis Lyon and Joyce. Uh, pastor Louis Lyon was my parents' pastor, and uh, he is just a gift from God, and uh, took care of me as well. It's emotional as I think about it, and to have him 1,700 miles out of the way, they didn't really come just here to Wayne Zion to see me, let me tell you. Uh, Joyce is from, and am I going to say this right, Dysart? Dysart. Okay, you all know from Iowa. You know how it is in Iowa? We all get together for our class reunions. And uh, how big are your class reunions? Just shout, shout, shout out the number. Yeah, yeah. Like 22, 35, 40. Uh, but you are so committed. And you come back. And they came all the way back here. Uh, and uh, so thank you for... They came the furthest this morning. What was it? One hour, 30 minutes to come to church. We're so glad to have you here. And uh, I love you. So, thank you for being with us. Uh, the next special anniversary uh, Sunday is July 31st. We have Dr. Karen Nelson, Reverend Dr. Karen Nelson. Uh, she grew up in this congregation. Her parents were uh, Gerald and Betty Dirks. Her brother works and is on staff here, Craig. And so she's going to be our presiding uh, pastor that day. Special day. Uh, please shout out to your seniors. Uh, Rex, you won't want to miss this one. Um, we're going to be, we have interviewed with the thanks of Byron, Kathy, Dale, who else was in that project? Pete, Pete Temple was a big part of it. He was the one who was behind it. <laughs> and uh, they interviewed our seniors. And so we have 30 minutes of video of them sharing the history from their perspective of growing up at Wayne Zion Lutheran Church or living in close proximity of, of Zion. So uh, you don't want to miss that. The other thing, the other date that you need to recognize is August 17th. We are, and I probably will say this wrong, we have 39 visitors coming from Ostfriedland. Did I say that right or close? Uh, Germany, uh, Steve Hankin contacted me. Uh, they want to come out, look at the cemetery, and they are very interested in swag and anniversary books. And uh, so uh, we're going to have someone here from the anniversary committee. And uh, if you want to get your anniversary book, boy, get it before August 17th because they're going to be bought up on, on that particular day. We don't have to provide anything. Uh, just the coolness of the church that want to come in, take pictures. If any of you want to come and visit with uh, people from Germany, some of will be able to speak a little bit of English, come and uh, visit with them. It'll be a fun opportunity for you. Uh, thank you for those who sponsor for KMCH 94.7 FM. Who is our sponsor for today? Who is it on there? The Lloyd family, and they're here. 
Thank you for sponsoring today's radio broadcast. I have to tell you this. I was visiting with Neil and Judy uh, Hoosman, and they don't miss a broadcast. Are you hearing, are you listening in? Neil and Judy. Thank you to the Lloyd family for sponsoring today's radio broadcast. And it's Annie's birthday. All right. We forgot to do this. We forgot to do July birthdays. Who else has a birthday in July? We've got a few around here. And Liz, okay, and, but today is Annie's birthday, so we're going to say happy birthday, Andy, Annie and friends, all right? Here we go. <laughs> All right. If you, uh, you know, I was talking about swag. Wonderful anniversary book. It's available. It's for sale. You can buy it anytime here at Wayne Zine. It's, it sells for $20, $20. Thank you for the committee that put that together. Um, if you are interested in a Bible study with Pastor Wade, it's Wednesdays at 10 o'clock in the social hall. We've had a wonderful time. You don't have to be here for all of them. Come if you're available this Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Join me for that. And in the back, we have the, uh, if somebody could grab the semi-annual reports and begin distributing those, if you have not already picked up one on your way in. And with that, I invite you to stand and to receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord grant his peace upon you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing our sending hymn 554. serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. For those who can stay for the semi-annual meeting, we appreciate it. For others who need to go, Lord be with you always. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.